Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to air the message entitled, Is There a Word from the Lord? I know that you will be richly blessed as you hear this word. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, Is There a Word from the Lord? Right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Rather, Matthew, the fourth chapter, Matthew 4. And then we're going to go flip over to the book of John, John, the first chapter. Reads like this, Matthew 4. Uh, we're going to read verse 4, and then we're going to go over to the book of John. And it says this in Matthew, the fourth chapter. This is out of the King James Version. Matthew 4, verse 4, reads like this. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread, what? Alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. All right, let's go over to the book of John. Let's go over to John, John, the first chapter, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Look at verse number one. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was, was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Help me pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this day, for this moment, for this time, uh, for this opportunity uh, to bring forth your word. Lord, we do pray that you would speak to us, that you would give us that proceeding word that we need to grow thereby. Lord, I ask that you would feed your people that you would open our hearts to hear your word and open up our minds to uh, understand it and uh, also to apply it in our lives. We need you. And we thank you, Father, for the victory that we'll now have. In Jesus' name, let every heart say amen. amen. All right, we read those two verses. Um, Matthew 4, verse 4 says that man shall not live by what? Bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In today's world, we've said this before, in today's world, uh, the word of God has been one of the most neglected things among the people of God, the word of God. And secondly, prayer has also been neglected, the word of God and prayer. Well, if we don't have the word of God, we won't be able to stand against our adversary. We won't be able to, we won't receive the power that we need uh, to function uh, in this earth realm today. If we don't receive the word of God, we'll become just like the natural man, powerless and weak and lame. We will cut ourselves off of the very thing that God has given us to sustain us in this world. And we have, many have also forsaken prayer, forsaken prayer. Well, if we don't communicate with headquarters, then how can we get our instruction on a day-to-day -day basis? The father sits high and he looks low. It's like 
someone like a scientist who's looking over the rat maze, so to speak, looking over the maze and seeing, look, seeing the rat trying to find the cheese. Well, the scientist can look over and see everything and see where the walls are and see where the openings are. He can look and see it all. The rat is just moving by his instinct, trying to smell what a cheese, what a cheese, what a cheese, what a cheese. He's trying to get his needs met. He's trying, it's like many of us, trying to sniff. What the money? Money, 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 money. Where's the money? What the money? What the money? What the money? Money. How can I be happy? How can I be happy? How can I be happy? Trying to move by our instincts. But the scientists can look over and see everywhere. If the rat had some sense, Hollywood would say, uh, Mr. Scientist, where the cheese at? Where is the cheese, Mr. Scientist? Are you hearing? But here we are in this life. We would rather, many would rather, in the human race, would rather move with their instincts than to hear a preceding word from God. Forsaken. Many have forsaken the word. Many have forsaken prayer. But we'll look at this today. Here again, the Lord said we will, man will live not by just by bread alone. Of course, you've got to eat. He wants you to have your natural needs met. But this is not the only thing. We are meant to also live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. To proceed means to come forth. Out of every word that comes forth out of God's mouth. That is a fresh word. A fresh word for every day. And then we see here in John, the first chapter, we see how that word was in the beginning and that word was God. So here is God who is the word who releases a word and this word that he releases was so strong and powerful that it said even the darkness could not, uh, could not comprehend it. It couldn't put it out. It couldn't grasp it. It couldn't seize it. You think about it for a moment. If this room was completely dark and we had a flashlight in our hand and someone, if we turn on that flashlight, the light would immediately shine forth. The darkness would not be able to stop it from shining. Here is the power of the word of God. The Lord said, I will. Now, here's God's desire for you, born again believer. It is his desire to put a word in you that is so powerful that the darkness cannot snuff it out. Amen. Understand something. He said this word was with him in the beginning. He spoke a word and this word was God. He said there was nothing made that is made without that word. That word is so very powerful. So very powerful. Demons tremble at that word. So very powerful. And he wants to take that word and put that word in you. Now, remember the context. The Lord said, man shall not live by bread alone. What do we do with bread? How do you use bread? Do you buy bread and just put it on the, on the, on the uh, kitchen counter and look at it? And say, I'm going to get full one day. I know it. No, you take that bread and you... The bread sometimes comes sliced, right? If you buy the sliced bread, I buy the sliced bread. My, well, I really don't buy my wife does. But anyway, you put the bread on the counter and you eat it, right? You take it into you. Then it begins to do something for you. Well, it's the same thing with the word of God. The word of God won't help you just sitting on your coffee table. You got to take it and you got to put it in you. You got to put it in you. This is, this is how we are meant to live. Now, going back again, this word is so powerful 
that it existed before everything, before there was planets, before there was a moon, before there were stars, before there was the outer space, before anything that was created. Anything that was created, there was the word. There was the word. And the father shined that word. He spoke that word in the midst of darkness. And look, this is violence here. The darkness trying to comprehend it. It tried to seize it, tried to put it out, but it could not. This word is that powerful that even at the very word of God, change is made. And he says, Jesus comes through the fullness of time. And he actually is quoting Deuteronomy 8. And we'll look at this. He actually says that we can contain that word and eat that word. That that word would get in us and begin to change us from the inside out. He says that we are meant to be containers of his powerful word. The very word that spoke the universe into existence, the very word that that spoke, let there be light and there was light, that let there be a firmament, let there be a sky and let there be moon and everything. Those words that were so powerful to affect a change in the cosmos, God said, I've created you to contain it. You're going to eat it. You're going to let it into your very being and it's going to change your life completely. But it is this thing that we often neglect. The very thing that God uses to change people's lives. Well, let me give you an example about that. You know that there was a there was a case uh, in the scripture when a centurion soldier who had a servant and his servant was sick. And he sent word to Jesus and, and others say he came by him. He came himself and he said, Lord, you don't have to come to my home. All I want you to do is just speak in a word. Just just give me a word. All I want from you is for you just to say so, just to say it. And I know my servant will be well. You don't have to come to my house. Just say it. Just release a word. He understood that God's word was so powerful that he didn't have to have him to come physically and touch his servant. All he needed was just one word. Just give me a word. He understood the power of the word of God. And so he he invoked the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and Jesus released a word on his behalf. Well, what happened? He went home to his he went home and found his servant well. And he asked his other people, the other servants there, what time did he begin to get better? And he realized that it was the time that Jesus spoke it. Well, we also understand the power of the Lord's word when when the when the uh, when the Phoenician woman came or rather Canaanite woman came to Jesus and his disciples and she inquired of the Lord uh, to cast a demon out that was in her daughter. But Jesus didn't respond to her at first because she was out of the commonwealth of Israel. She was not uh, a part of the tribe of Israel. Remember, Jesus came to seek and save that was lost among the, among the Israelites at that time. It was not time yet for the Gentiles. But she kept pressing and pressing and pressing. And you know what happened? She didn't press for him to come to her house. She was pressing for a word. She was pressing for a word. She knew that she needed a word from him and that one word from him would solve the situation. Was she pressed? And Jesus said, woman, great is your faith. He said, be it unto you. Well, she went back home and found the demon was cast out. Are you understanding how one word from the Lord can make a difference? 
The Bible declares that the Lord sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He's able to send a proceeding word out of his life, and that proceeding word will change, uh, will change the environment. One word from the Lord can change your life. Just one word from his mouth will change your life. Just one word. And so the Lord says here again in the book of John, the first chapter, that this, that this word was the life of men and the life was in rather than the life was the light of men that shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. It could not put it out. It couldn't put it out. Now let's go to uh, uh, Matthew seven. Now let's go to Matthew, the seventh chapter, Matthew seven, Matthew seven. Now, what you need to receive today, and here's the preceding word from heaven today for you, is that you must be a container of his word. You must contain his word. You must be an oracle, if you will, an oracle of the word of God. In other words, your soul, I mean, you're meant to be, we are meant to be a library or a storehouse of his word. And when the time comes, when it is required, when someone comes to you needing something from the Lord as they will, because you are a Christian. Now, we're going to take that word back from the world sense, because when the world thinks of Christians, they think of judgmental people. They think of people who are hypocrites. They think of people who who are talking out of both sides of their mouths, those that those that are not real. But when the Bible talks about Christians, they're talking. It's talking about those that are Christ like those that are like Christ, those who carry the power and the presence of the Lord. That is what a Christian is, someone who is in fellowship with God someone who comes even as a physician and God can use them to affect a change in someone else's life remember one of the commandments that the Lord Jesus said he said go he said uh, in my name uh, you're going to cast out devils and demons you're going to lay hands on the sick and the sick recover we are meant to be powerhouses for God we are meant to uh, we are meant to demonstrate his power and presence to the world. Now, the Bible never says and you check it for yourself. The Bible never tells us uh, to go forth and, and so much to pray for the sick. It says go forth and heal the sick, Amen. heal the sick, raise the dead, Amen. heal the sick, raise the dead. Hallelujah. Now, we know God is the healer. But God will do the healing through you. He will do the healing through us. We are his ambassadors in the earth realm. So we have to take back the definition of Christian. And what is a Christian? A Christian, we can find those here in the word of God. Where they were his disciples. They were his apostles. And everyone that was Christian in the word of God carried the presence of the Lord. Peter carried the presence of God so much that he would walk down the street and uh, people would understand as he walked down the street, people would begin to get healed just by his shadow. He carried the presence of God on his life so much that people were healed from his shadow. He didn't have to touch him. He didn't have to pray for him, but he was carrying the presence of the Lord with him and the people felt the presence of God and they were changed. You are meant to carry the presence of God, the power of God. Now, how do you do that? You do that by containing his word. When you contain his word, you'll contain also his power. His power will be greatly on you. You are meant to carry the presence of the Lord. 
When you walk into a room, the room should change. Well, don't you? I mean, there are many cases in Scripture we can keep on, keep on going, how we can contain his power and presence, even in the body of Elisha. You know this very well. When Elisha was dead, he died. He was put into a tomb, and men were uh, running uh, to try to escape some uh, marauders, and they were taking their friend, really going to bury him. And uh, some marauders were coming, some evil people were coming, trying to hurt them. They ditched the body. They, they said, we got to run for our lives. And they ditched their friend's body and threw him in the tomb. Can you imagine that? Let's get rid of this body. They threw him in the tomb so they could save themselves. Well, when they came back, they discovered that their friend was then alive. His dead body touched the body of Elisha and came to life. Why? Because Elisha's body, even his bones, still carried the presence of the Lord, still carried life. It seems like a fairy tale, seems far-fetched, but I'm telling you that it is a reality in the life of those that are truly a Christian, those that are truly followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are meant, say with me, I am meant to carry the word of God and to demonstrate the power of God in this culture today you understand something they don't need to hear another sermon they need to see the power and presence of the Lord they're gonna have to see God in demonstration where are they gonna see it oh let's call the superstar preacher down let's call him no he's only one person and I'm not sure they're doing special effects or not even on his thing but we can know the power and presence of God for ourselves right here and right now but you must live a life for the Lord, not a life for your own selves. You must live a life in obedience unto him. We must live a life in submission unto him. And when you submit yourselves, therefore, unto God, the devil will flee from you. When you submit to God, resist the devil, he'll flee. Not just in your own lives, but there's a lot of devils out there in other people's lives. And when you step in the room and you say, no, devil, I command you to go. Sickness, disease, depression, anxiety, fear, frustration, stress. I command you go from this person in the name of Jesus. Don't you know that devil will have to move when a Christian steps into the room? When a Christian someone carrying the power and presence of the Lord steps into a room bringing a word from God do you know the power that you are meant to possess and the ability of God that you are meant to walk in but we have forsaken that word for things that make our bodies feel good we have forsaken the very power and presence of the Lord and as a result of that the world goes without but all of creation is groaning and they are waiting for their earnest, they're earnestly expecting the sons of God, the daughters of God to arise and take our place. As this world gets darker and darker and darker, don't you understand that God has his chosen ones? His ones that are getting brighter and brighter. Well, who are God's chosen ones? Who are the ones that God has said will house my power and authority? Those that have made up in their minds to follow after the Lord, to pursue him. Have you made up in your mind today to pursue the Lord? Have you made up in your mind to pursue the Lord, to chase after him, 
to follow after his presence, well, then you will carry the power of God. Don't you understand the Lord needs you? People need you badly out there. Are you understanding? Hallelujah. Now, the power of God, and we're going to get further into this, the power of God is meant to be in more places than just on Sunday morning. If the, if, if the only place we can expect to receive the power of God is on Sunday morning, we are miserable people. Because there are six days in a week in which hell can rain on our lives. I need God's power every single day of my life. Everywhere I go, whether I go in Walmart, whether I go uh, in Lowe's or Home Depot, whether I go in, or walk down the street, I need the power and presence of God. And I've already told you on many cases how the power of God has shown up in many, in many places and people have gotten delivered. And I'm telling you the same thing can happen through you and God wants to use you to make that happen in the world today. Only do not count God out. You need his word and you need his presence. You need a proceeding word from God. I pray you're hearing today. I pray you're hearing today. Well, we can trust this word as a foundation. Let's go to Matthew 7. As I said a moment ago, Matthew 7. You can trust his word as a foundation. Now, here again, it is our duty. Now, it is our obligation, our obligation for all the body of Christ, for everyone that calls himself a Christian to live up to the name of Christian, to live up to that name, hallelujah, and be like Christ. But you won't be able to do it in your own strength. You won't be able to do it in your own strength. As we said before, the world's temptations are deadly, and they are strong, some strong temptations. The moment you decide to give up something, to stop doing something, you'll find people coming to give it to you. The moment you decide, I'm going to stop smoking, I'm not going to buy it anymore, you'll see people smoking. They're, they're, they'll offer you a cigarette. The moment you decide, I'm going to stop drinking, they're going to come knocking on your door. You say, when I was doing it, I couldn't find nobody, but now that I stopped, here come everybody trying to give it to me. Don't you understand? This is war. This is war. And if the enemy sees you trying to turn around, trying to be a Christian as God called you to be, he's going to send attack after attack, wave after wave against you to pull you back in. But as you continue in God, continue in his word, you will resist the enemy and the devil will flee from you. Are you hearing all you got to do is declare, I want to stop this. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm going to stop chasing women. I'm going to stop. I'm going to save myself for the Lord. Then here comes so-and-so. Hey, baby. Then if she hang up, then someone else call. Hey, baby. You'll have it all then because the enemy is sending them to you to turn you back around. Are you hearing? You got, that's how you know this thing is working. That's how you know this thing is working. Lord, I wish I could say, Lord, I'm going to stop money. I, I, I don't want no more money. 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 I guess it don't work that way. But y'all know what I'm talking about. Isn't that right? That's why we need each other. That's why we need the fellowship. It's, it, it, is your, it is your obligation as church members to pray for one another. You must pray for one another. You must pray. I pray y'all hear me. I'm going to say it again. You must pray for one another. You must pray for one another. 
those who you sit across in church, those in front of you and behind you on sides of you, you must pray for them on a daily basis. Hallelujah. You must pray. And God Almighty, help us. You must pray for your pastor. You must pray for your pastor and your church leadership. It takes a congregation to pray for the pastor and a pastor to pray for the congregation. We're going to have to pray for each other. We're in a fight, y'all. This is war. Hallelujah. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We're not going to pick up a gun. I'm going to pick up a John 3, 16. That's what I'm going to pick up. Are you hearing me? I don't want your guns, your knives, your carnal weapons. Those things are useless. Our warfare, our, our, our warfare is in the spirit, not in the natural. Hallelujah. You want to see how rough the warfare is? Here again, just say, I'm not going to serve the devil. I'm going to serve Jesus. Hey, you'll see the war begin to come in. And it's going to take us, it's going to take the whole village to pray for each other. You must pray for your brothers and sisters. I pray, God, I pray you'll do that in Jesus' mighty name. But you can stand on this word as we're closing today. You can stand on this word. Matthew 7, verse 24 says, Therefore, whosoever heareth my, hears these uh, sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the, the rain descended, and the floods came, and blew, or rather, and the winds blew and beat upon that house. Now, notice what happened. This person heard the word of God like you're hearing today. And this person decided to do the word of God. And the very next thing we see here, and the rain descended, and the flood came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, beat on that life. Are you hearing? And it fell not. Why? For it was founded upon a rock. Let me tell you this in our closing here. One of the hardest battles you will face as a born-again Christian, as a born-again believer, is making the Word of God your foundation. It's staying obedient to what God said. Knowing what He said, hearing what He said, and doing what He said are two different things. The Bible declares in the book of James, James 1, verse 22, He says, but, uh, but don't just listen to the Word. You've got to be a doer of the Word. You've got to actually do it. You'll actually deceive yourself into thinking that change will come by hearing only. You need to hear it and do it. As a matter of fact, you need to hear the word of God. You need to possess the word of God and let the word of God possess you. And then you need to act out on what the word is saying. Are you hearing? Oh God, I thank you. Verse 25 says, and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not. Why? For it was founded upon the rock. Founded upon a rock. Verse 26. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, still in a dangerous place, everyone who hears these sayings of mine and doeth them not, you don't do what you're hearing, shall be likened to a foolish man which built his house upon what? the sand and here comes the rains descending and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it what and it fell yes. 
and great was the fall of it. They heard it, but did not do it. The same temptations come. The same problems come. But the one that actually did the word of God are the ones that will stand. You can stand on God's word as it relates to your finances. You can stand as, uh, as it relates to God's word in your marriages, in your relationships. You can stand on the word of God. But here again, many people have come up with so many excuses not to be obedient and adhere to the word of God. So when we hear God's word as we know what it says, but we refuse to do it, you are building that area of your life on sand. That pillar of your life is being built on sand and the floods will come. The rains will come. Troubles will come. Heartache will come. Pain will come. They'll come to repossess. They'll come to put you out. They'll come to curse at you and fuss at you. They'll come to accuse you. All these things will come and beat on your house and beat on your life and beat and beat and beat but if your life has been founded on the word of God you will stand you will stand through it all now trials and tribulations come to everyone everyone everybody goes through pain I don't care how rich you are or how poor you are everybody goes through something just watch the news. No matter how much money you have, no matter what your economic status is, everybody will go through something. But the question is, once they go through it, will you still be standing? And there's only one way to stand, and that is through the word of God. And so I pray today, I pray today that we will hear the word of God and take heed to it, that you will get into your Bible every day. If you just read a couple of verses, if you read a chapter a day, I pray that you will get before God and that you will pray, Lord, give me a word today. I need to hear your voice. I seek your wisdom as to what I must do about my marriage, about the money, uh, about my relationships. I seek your wisdom as to what I need to do. I pray that we realize that we may not look like rats in a maze, but we're in a maze. And you can either move by instinct or you can move by the word of God. You can either be moved by what you see or you can be moved by faith. The choice is going to be yours. But understand the great and precious promise that God has given us. You are meant to be a Christian. A Christian. In the true sense, in the biblical sense. Not this mess that's going on around here today. You're meant to be one who would carry the power and presence of the Lord to carry God's word to the nations, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cast out devils and demons. You're the one who are meant to infect the society for change. And we can have that today, but we must be obedient to what he said. We must be submissive to what he said. And not trying to find many ways to get out of something. Are you understanding? We got to obey what he said. And once we obey what he said, we'll have what he said that we will have. Are you hearing today? I pray you've heard the word of God today. We'll stop right there. In Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook. 
or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.